Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. Are you ready to change your life? Well, this is the place, Self-Brain Surgery School. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and this is where we go deep into how we're wired, take control of our thinking, and find real hope. This is where we learn to become healthier, feel better, and be happier. This is where we leave the past behind and transform our minds. This is where we start today. Are you ready? This is your podcast. This is your place. This is your time, my friend. Let's get after it. Hello, friend. We're back. It's Sunday afternoon on the river here on Thanksgiving week, 2023, and yeah. I'm sitting here with my main man, Dennis McDonald. Thank hey, you. Tata. Hi. How are you? I'm really well. How are you doing today? Uh, better. Back <laughs> from the edge of the crypt, huh? Yes. Yes, I am. I still still have uh, moments, have good days and bad days, but yeah, it, sooner or later it, uh, it'll go just like it came whenever it wants to. That's right. We were laid up for several weeks with COVID and the flu and all kinds of stuff, and it's been a rough few weeks. Oh, yes. Year, but it's been quite an experience. Lord willing, we're back on our feet. Yes. And it's a beautiful day out there. It's kind of warm, and it looks pretty out there, Tata. It did. It started out rainy and, uh, and cold this morning, but now the sun is shining, and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. It's the last God, day. Of, God, God has continued to reveal himself to us. Amen. It's the last day of deer seasons. We've heard a few gunshots here and there, and... It's just, uh, it's going to be a good day. That's it's right. It's almost Thanksgiving, which is my favorite time of year. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm thankful for you, Tata. Thank you. I'm thankful for you myself. And thankful for Lisa and all our listeners out there. Amen. Friend, thank you for taking 30 or 45 minutes to spend some time with me and Tata. And we're going to get right into it today. Tata, you got something for us today? Yes. I want to talk a little bit about Moses. And, and we'll wind up in Exodus chapter 32. Okay. Uh, but just think about think about the journey that brought him to this place. Uh, he he started out. He was found uh, in a basket by Pharaoh's daughter uh, because of, of an edict that had been sent out by the by the Pharaoh that all all of the Hebrew baby males would be destroyed. Yep. And but but his mother and father decided to go against. What what the the edict that had been passed, so but what is so amazing to me is that he was rescued because he was a beautiful baby, yeah, and he was adopted into Pharaoh's family, and he was brought up in the family. That's so right. He was taught all of the all of, uh, the various various history and various teachings that the that were required of the people that lived in Pharaoh's. Palace, yeah, and but they, she, he was part of their family. But lo and behold, what happened to him after he grew up? He killed a, an Egyptian, yeah, and that caused him a great deal of alarm and a great deal of concern, because even the Pharaoh was looking for him to have him arrested, and also the Hebrew, the, the children of Israel turned against him. Yeah, so he did. fled, and he went into the wilderness. And became a shepherd. Now we don't know what happened during all that time. We know that it, it was about forty years yeah. that he was a shepherd. But he met Jethro and married Jethro's daughter. Jethro became his father-in-law. That's right. 
But one of the things that occurred that, 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 are so, that are so mysterious too is that he observed a bush that was burning. Yeah. But the bush was not consumed. And a voice came out of the bush. And so Moses engaged in a conversation with, with God. Yes. In this bush. But God has, had chosen him. He did. But what did, what did Moses do? He objected. He said, I'm not good enough. I don't talk good enough. Send somebody else. When God was going to send him back to Egypt, yeah. That's right. He didn't want to go back. That's right. And that's interesting because the Bible had already said he was well-liked, well-educated, noble, you know, um, able to communicate well. Absolutely. But maybe it's because he had spent 40 years in the wilderness that he'd forgotten this. (laughs) Well, maybe so. But at any rate, what happened is... At, the, at that point, somewhere in that conversation with God, he changed his mind. He did. And that changed his life. That sounds familiar. Yes, it does. <laughs> and, and, so we, and so we fast forward now to it, he's on the mountain with God. And apparently uh, Joshua went up partially with him. But, uh, and because we see later that Joshua had some comment to make about the noise that they heard in the camp. But what's so, ha- what's so interesting that keep in mind that Moses changed his mind. Yeah. Now here he is face to face with God. Now he did not see God's face because God himself said, if you see my, say- my face, you will not live. That's right. And so, he- but anyway, during this, during this period of time, and this is when the tablets of stone had been uh, engraved by God and, and, they, and they were, Moses had them. Mm-hmm. But God knew what the children of Israel had done. That's right. He knew. He called them stiff-necked. He called them, they had rebelled against him. Yes. God said that. They had sinned against him. Yep. And what did God say? I'm going to kill them all. I'm going to yeah. get rid of he them. He was fed up with them. That's, That's right. right. He said, I can't tolerate them anymore. But what did Moses say? Wait a minute. Think about what will happen. The Egyptians will say, well, God just led all these people out into the mountains so he could kill them. That's right. This is one of the first examples of intercessory prayer. Absolutely. In the Bible. <laughs> That's right. And so Moses said, Change your, don't do that. And, and, and so but what happened then? God relented. Yep. He relented. God changed his mind. That's right. And so that saved the children of Israel. He did. But so many things happened during that, during that thing. When, and because God became very angry because they had sinned against him. But Moses talked him out of it, and, he, and God relented and did not destroy the children of Israel. And so as we look in, in Exodus 32, we see that But one of the things that happened, Moses got mad. Yeah. Because they were going down the mountain, and Joshua said, Let, there's, there's something wrong. I, I hear all that noise in the camp. Sounds like sounds like a battle has occurred or something has happened. Yeah. And Moses said, "No, that's singing." And Moses, when he came down the mountain, he saw what they were doing, and he threw the tablets of stone down and broke them. Yeah. Because he was angry. He had a little streak in him. We see that again later in the wilderness. Yes, we do. Yeah. But it was so. It was, and then from that point on, one of the first people he confronted is Aaron. His brother. Yeah. That's right. He said, "What have you done? What have these people? What have you let these people do?" 
And, they, and, and they're worshiping idols now. And what did Aaron say? It just came out this way. <laughs> yeah, he just made up a story. He, he said, I just threw, I got all the gold together that they had and threw it in the fire and out jumped this calf. That's right. This golden calf. But the people, at a short period, we don't know what, how much time that was. We know, we, we know that Moses was on the mountain about 40 days. But look at look how how their faith waned in his absence in such a short period of time. Yes, and look what had just happened to them. They had seen the ten plagues. Yeah. They had seen the Red Sea open. Yeah. And they had seen Pharaoh's army destroyed. Yeah. And they'd been led into the desert. But they were envisioning. They were still remembering how good it was. They thought it was so good, but they were, they were not thinking about the time that they were slaves. That's right. Because that's what they were. That's right. For 400 years. I think it also implies that they had absorbed some of the pagan culture of the Egyptians around them and the idea that they needed a guide that they could touch and feel. Yeah, that's right. Even that's when right. the real guy was up on the mountain. That's right. Well, yeah, and, and because the mountain, and the mountain was, there was so much going on there, there was thunder and lightning and smoke, and they, were, they had been warned, don't come near this mountain. That's if right. you do, you will die. Don't let any of your animals come near this mountain, because right. you will die. That should have been their first cue. Yeah. Moses went up into the mountain to meet with God. And we find out later that, that Moses, went in, being in the presence of God, his face shone so much and it was so bright that he had to wear a veil. Yeah. Because they couldn't look upon him. Yep. They were terrified. And so all of that experience that Moses had, he talked to God face to face. He changed God's mind, or God changed his mind, or God relented. And then Moses himself became very angry because the people had rebelled. That's right. And so here we, here we find, all, all, what we find here is, is a man that God has picked out. And so the question remains for us, what do we do when, we, when, we're, when, we're, cho- when we're chosen to do something? Yeah. If we feel compelled to do something, if we can feel compelled to make changes in our lives so that we, we will be more accepted by God. That's right. What do we do? We change. Because this is evidence, this is self-evidence right here, that, that if we don't, we're displeasing to God. That's right. Because he said that there are no other gods before me. That's right. I am it. That's right. The fact is, he said my name. Is I am. That's right. So the question for us, I guess, is in a time when God's clearly on the mountain, God, God is still there, but we're more comfortable with making gods of our own. Like, what kinds of things do we make gods out of? That's, that's correct. That's correct. And, and because what we do is we find something that placates a longing in us, that causes us to be satisfied. That's right. And it's just like one of, one of the things that the, the people of, of Israel said that they missed was the cucumbers in Egypt. I don't yeah. understand that. I don't even like cucumbers. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but, cucumbers and melons, they said, they yes. wanted to go back for. That's right. That's right. This, by the way, that, that idea, we've talked about it before, but that idea of the Egyptians, uh, or Egypt seeming so appealing to the Israelites 
shows up over and over through the Old Testament, That's through the right. history of that nation. They constantly had this idea that there was something to be found in going back to where God had delivered them from. That's right. And God kept saying, don't go down there for chariots and horses. I'm, your, I'm providing for you. That's right. And, and he did. He provided for them when they were hungry in the desert. Yeah. He provided food for them. He provided water for them. He provided a land for them, That's right. a home for them. Yeah. And they had never had a home. They were strangers. Yeah. And so that's us as well. And, the, and one, of the verses that, one of the verses that I like is about that we're aliens and strangers in, the, in this world. Yes. The message translates that same verse. This, this world is not your home. Don't make yourself comfortable in it. That's right. That's right. But that's what we do. Yeah. And is there anything inherently wrong with that? I don't think so. If we worship that, yes. That's right. Because the Apostle Paul talked about there are people that worship the creation as opposed to worshiping the creator. That's right. But what do we do? We can't see him. We can't talk to him. We can't touch him. Talking about God. And so will we give ourselves to him? How, how do we even know who he is? He tells him tells us right here. That's right, in the Word. In the Word. Well, and, and we have an advantage that they didn't have. and we're, It's easy to pick on the Old Testament folks and even the pre-resurrection folks because we have the Holy Spirit inside us. Like We have God living inside us. They did not. That's right. They had God on the mountain. They had God through the prophets. They had Jesus walking among them. But Jesus himself said in John, after I go, you're going to get something even better than me being here with you. The That's Holy right. Spirit's going to come and live inside and, he, and Jesus even went so far, so far as to say, if I don't go, he won't come. That's right. That's right. And it's better. So we don't have to worry about being able to talk to God. He's inside us. We That's don't right. have to worry right. about communicating with him or having presence and fellowship and family with him. He's right here with us if we know him. And I think even then, we still tend to move towards oh, absolutely. making those golden calves in our lives. That's right, because, it, it, because we, we have to all, we have to do one thing, all of us. We must make a choice. Change our minds. That's right, we have to change our minds. And we have to decide that he is. That's right. And that he is the rewarder of the ones that seek him. That's right. And I think it's, it, 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 we keep talking about this thing Dr. Phil used to say, he would listen to somebody lay their tail out of how their life has been going and he would say well how's that working for you yeah. like, like we have to make a decision and get rid of all cognitive dissonance we have to decide that everything we've sought after everything we've tasted and felt and chased after hasn't really satisfied us that's right and hasn't really solved our problems and hasn't really brought us peace or hope and that's when we can start to then say you know what it really is god that i wanted all along that's right he says, taste and see, you know, drink this water and you won't be thirsty anymore. And I think that's really what we have to make a decision about, Tata. Is, is and it's very, it's very simple to me because you have to start. And you have to start with how you talk to yourself. That's right. If you say, if you're, if you say, say about yourself, oh, poor me, ain't it awful? Mm-hmm. How, long can you, how long can you have that conversation? Ain't Forever. it awful? That's right. That's one of the things that's interesting about Thanksgiving week um, is we learn when we study the neuroscience of gratitude 
if you if you scan somebody's brain when they're unhappy and then you ask them just to think about something that they're grateful for, even just for a second, and if they can't think of anything, you say, well, just think about the fact that you can breathe, that That's you right. have oxygen. That's Be right. grateful for that for a second. The parts of the brain that light up are the parts that are not tied to thinking about yourself right. and thinking about your current situation. They're tied to empathy and other people and, and bigger picture things. Right. And so what, what we learned then is learning to be grateful, learning to understand what God has done for us and what he's, He wants to do for us is a great way to get that selfishness out of our life, that That's desire right. piece that we're chasing after something that we don't have or our life is so tough or woe is me. Gratitude switches that in your brain towards being able to see the bigger picture. That's right. And sometimes all we have to say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That sounds so trite because it's, 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 worn, it's, it's worn out in some circles. But for me, that, that's all I have to say. That's right. And if I say, if I'm thankful, then I'm going to live my life so that he's pleased with me. That's right. Now, is he pleased with me every moment of my, that I take a breath? No. Because, I'm, I, because sin is with us and will be with us as long as we have breath. That's right. Yeah, thank you is a perfect word to switch on your brain in different ways and, and line yourself up with what God wants. I was thinking about Anne Lamott, uh, one of my favorite writers, who is no theologian, but she's a great writer. And she loves God, but her theology's I can't, I can't find it in the Bible that I read. But she has a book that's The Three Essential Prayers, Help, Thanks, and Wow. Yeah. And I think that's pretty good. Yeah. Like, help, thanks, and wow. Those Absolutely. are three good prayers. Absolutely. And, 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 I can, and I can remember... Uh, when when my when our youngest daughter was very small, her she always had, we always, she always volunteered to lead the prayer whenever we sat down at the table. She always wanted, but we had to, we divided it up. But her prayer was very simple: Lord, thank you for the clothes on my back, the shoes on my feet, and the food I'm about to eat. I love that. And it, it, the, the, the wisdom of a child. That's beautiful. Knowing where it came from. That's right. And understanding that, and God Himself said, and we've said this before, that apart from me you can do nothing. That's right. And, and, and if that comes very clear after a time. Do we understand that when we're 25 years old? Probably not. Someone said a long time ago when you get to be about 35, you can see as far behind you as you can see in front of you. That's right. Because the prophet said three score and ten. That's right. <clears throat> so what does Moses have to tell us today, Tata? What's the, what's the punchline? Yeah, that, that we have to trust God and we have to be willing to be honest with ourselves. That's right. Because he had a conversation with God at the burning bush. And he made, a mind, he made up his mind then. And he changed his mind. And I said, okay, I'll do what you do. But you're going to have to help me. Send me somebody to help. Okay, I'll send you Aaron to help you. Yeah. And so that's where that all started right there. But he decided that he was going to follow God. That's right. He changed his mind. And did, did that get what well, I, I can I don't understand. I don't I can't even begin to understand the, the position that he had in his mind when he was talking to God. Mm. And God said, I'm going to kill them all. Yeah. And, and, wait, and Moses said, wait a minute, don't do that. If you're gonna kill, if you're gonna kill them, just take me out of your book too. That's right. So did he make a deal with God? I don't know. 
but I know that he was willing to talk to God. That's right. He already had experience with him. That's right. And so there's, that's also the key for us. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to him. Sometimes he'll <clears throat> change your mind. Sometimes you might change his mind. That's right. You never know. <laughs> he relented. He relented then. That's right. It's beautiful, Tata. I can't think of anything more important than being willing to... Well, Moses did, Moses did two things, I think, that are important in his story arc. Lots of things, but two things relevant to this conversation. He saw the burning bush, and he could have just walked on by. That's right. But he wanted to know what that was all about. He That's knew right. it was something remarkable, yes. and he was willing to say, wow, that prayer we talked That's about. That's right. And walk towards it and figure it out. So that's one thing. Keep your eyes open. As we recently talked about, Jesus has a habit of, of passing by. That's right. He's a gentleman. He doesn't invade no. our space. He, and if you, want, if you want to know more, just read about him on the road to Emmaus. That's right. He was going to pass by, but they stopped him. So he's there. He might be burning a bush right in front of you, but you have to step up and engage. That's right. You have to talk to God. Like that's right. Said. And the other thing is, same thing on the mountain. It was scary. And God was up there, and stuff was smoky, and there was fire, and there was thunder, and there was earthquake. And Moses went up anyway. That's right. Because he knew God. That's and he right. wanted He was God's friend, and he wanted to see God and see what God had to say. That's right. And so sometimes it is scary. It might be more comfortable to throw our gold in the pot and see what comes out like, that, that, like, yeah, uh, that's right. like Aaron did. It might be a little more easy to hold on to our grief or our pain or, or to whatever it is that we are using to be bigger or more powerful or more immediate or proximate than God in our life right now. But the reward comes when we go up into the smoke. That's right. That's exactly right. And, God, and Moses was willing to do that, just That's as you right. said. And he changed his mind and he changed his whole life. Well, if you can make that kind of a mind shift in your life, that'd be something to be thankful for. Amen. Amen. That's right. Does it, does it happen instantaneously? No. No. Look how long it took him. That's right. 40 he, years or more than 40 years. Well, I guess if we were going to do that sort of mind shift, Tata, when should we start? We start today. We start today. Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is brought to you by my brand new book, Hope is the First Dose. It's a treatment plan for recovering from trauma, tragedy, and other massive things. It's available everywhere books are sold, and I narrated the audio books. Hey, the theme music for the show is Get Up by my friend Tommy Walker, available for free at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. They are supplying worship resources for worshipers all over the world to worship the Most High God. And if you're interested in learning more, check out TommyWalkerMinistries.org. If you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer, WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer, and go to my website and sign up for the newsletter, Self Brain Surgery, every Sunday since 2014, helping people in all 50 states and 60-plus countries around the world. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'll talk to you soon. Remember, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today.